Hey, 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 what's going on, folks? Pete Davidson back on a Sunday morning with another Rotobomb podcast. So we're talking DFS for week 12. Um, my apologies that this uh, wasn't out there yesterday. And that's funny. I think <laughs> this is like one of those things where I think the people who've been listening to this podcast the longest probably knew before I did this was going to end up on Sunday morning. But like, you know me, like I'm always thinking I can do it. I can do it. Um, but uh, this was a week where I lost like almost two days out of the middle of the week because of the holiday. And when I finally got to Sunday and this week started breaking wide open and you could see all these things were happening, teams falling apart, COVID going crazy. I knew I knew that doing it on Sunday was going to be a waste of time. And, you know, the funny thing is it's it's a good thing I did. I did it this way because if I had done this yesterday at the time I had to do it, it so much of it would have been wrong. Um, so I think we have most of our ducks in a row now. I think we have most of the details in place. Um, so what we're going to do here is just really, I'm going to give you guys where I'm at and you guys can take this and use what you want to use. And, uh, as Paul Simon says, disregard the rest. Um, I'm going to start not with a slate walk. I'm not going to like go through every game in depth, but just real quick, walk through some of this stuff. Um, starting at the game that's got the highest employed um, implied point total um, as of yesterday when I did the point totals. Um, Raiders and Falcons. Now this is a game I'm, you know, I'm sort of interested in. We don't know Julio's status yet. I don't want to play Julio, but Julio, if he's in there, certainly makes Matt Ryan more playable. Um, Vegas likes this game. I don't know how I want to play it. I mean, certainly Waller at 6K is appealing if I can fit him in and he fits what I'm doing. Uh, I think Aguilar, we've been talking about him for six weeks now. We were early on him. Uh, you're welcome if you got him on the waiver wire. Uh, he's looking like the number one receiver now at 4,900 units, decent price. Jacobs is in play in that game if you want him at 7,200. I think the most interesting play in this game for me as far as DFS goes, it's pretty obvious, is Brian Hill. Uh, at 4K, we'll talk about him a little later. But the, the thing to understand with Hill is that the guys run pretty well all year, and we're looking at that classic backup thing where he's been outperforming Gurley on a per touch basis. But we understand that sometimes when you take that backup and you take him and you st- instead of putting him in in those secondary situations, all of a sudden you're putting him in the in the, in the primary situations. He's getting the money touches. The defense is going to get to know him a little bit. Um, we'll see what Hill looks like getting a lot of touches in different situations. But I think at 4K, clearly some exposure is merited. You know, whether you want him in every single lineup is up to you. Um, for me, I'm definitely going to, I think, feather that. Um, there are some other good cheap running backs that I like, as we will get to in a second. Um, next game up in the docket, Chargers and Bills. Now, this is the game I like the most. Sadly, it seems to be the game that everybody likes the most. Uh, there's a lot of things that work for people here now. You know, your casual players who aren't really stacking a lot and who aren't correlating a lot will just grab a piece or two from this game and move on. For me, the way I want to play it is grab one of these quarterbacks and then stack this game. Um, These are probably going to be my two highest-owned quarterbacks. We'll get to that in a second. Um, It's a little bit easier to stack Herbert versus Allen because you get a little bit more money there. Um, And, you know, you don't really feel compelled to bring Diggs back. You can bring Gabe Davis back at 3K. Um, Now, we have seen Allen being a little bit sensitive to John Brown not being in the lineup this year. I mean, he 
was terrible against the Jets um, without John Brown. Um, all of his bad games this year, for the most part, have been without John Brown. But in this matchup, he's playing a team that's coming from a, a long road trip to play an early East Coast game. They don't have a lot of talent on defense right now. The pass rush isn't going to be there. Uh, unless the Bills dial up a really bad game plan, I think this is the week that Allen succeeds without Brown. But there is enough you know, smoke here where maybe there's some fire and, you know, just building too many Josh Allen lineups could be a little risky. I mean, I like him, but there are reasons to try some other things in addition to Allen. Um, and Herbert, right on the other side of the docket, uh, is a good example. I mean, you can do a lot of things with Herbert. Um, Allen, I think, you know, really it's it's Diggs, Davis, and maybe a little bit of Cole Beasley, although I don't really like uh, Beasley's matchup with Chris Harris in the slot. But when you go over to Allen, you can double stack him. I think that is the move. And for me, I don't think I'm going to fade Keenan Allen. So I think I'm going to I'm going to have Herbert, Keenan, Williams, Herbert, Keenan, and Hunter Henry stacks. I'll probably try both of those, um, and maybe you know depending on how many Herbert teams I have, you know whether it's two, three, or four. I already have two built. I'm definitely going to build, I think, at least one more. But maybe I'll mess around with the bringbacks on the other side. One thing I have noticed is that trying to do the full Monty here, uh, meaning like Herbert, Allen, um, Mike Williams, and Diggs, you run out of money. You do have to make some really ugly running back choices if you go to that extent. Um, so that's a game I'm going to get involved in. I'm going to try stacking it back and forth in a bunch of different ways. I will probably have, when all is said and done, I don't know, six or seven lineups that are built around this game with the quarterbacks at the top. Um, moving down to Tennessee Colts, I mean, you know, there's there's plenty to like here. Vegas likes this game to go over 50. Um, there is a way to get Indianapolis playing fast if, if, if Tennessee can come in and get a lead. Um, I think everybody is in play from Tennessee if you want to use them. Henry is the guy I'm fixated on just because of all the problems the Colts right ha Colts have in the front seven right now. So I'm very much on Henry in this game. Uh, but on the other side, I think Hines at 46 with Jonathan, Taylor, with Jonathan Taylor out is a nice play. I like him a little bit more um, than I like uh, Jordan Wilkins at 4K. Um, and then I think uh, Michael Pittman at 5K in this game is a very reasonable play. If you actually are going to stack this game and use one of the quarterbacks, I mean, you could use either one, probably a little bit higher on Rivers, playing from what I think is going to be a deficit. Um, even though Vegas has the Colts leading this game, I, I personally have Tennessee leading this game. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do there. Moving down to Carolina, Minnesota. Um, you know, there's a lot of players in this game you could use. The Carolina side, all three receivers. DJ Moore, Robbie, um, and 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 um, Curtis Samuel—they're all in play. Bridgewater, if you want to go there, is in play. I'm not using him. Um, the thing about this game that's rough is, you know, the Panthers are like one of the slowest teams, one of the lowest snap total teams in the league, uh, and they're going to be in a game where the other team is going to want to run all day because they're a run-to-win matchup. So this game has the potential to suck a lot of clock and to be slow. Now, having said that, on the Minnesota side, you have got a player block over here, Dalvin, Jefferson, Rudolph. The three of them add up to 18,600. So if you think Carolina is going to do well here, if you think Carolina can force Minnesota to have to open up that offense, then I think that 18,600 player block and single 
entry tournaments is very much in play. Uh, so are variations within that block. Dalvin and Rudolph, Jefferson and Rudolph, Dalvin and Jefferson. The, the thing about Jefferson, look, everybody's on him, I'm on him. Here's the one thing I think is worth sort of, you know, getting into. Dalvin is not matchup sensitive. Dalvin is going to go nuts in this matchup most of the time. A bad game for him here probably looks like 15 points. That's probably a bad game on DK. A good game looks like 30 plus, uh, 40 plus, who knows what. Um, but this is a great run matchup. It's it's They're not a run funnel, but they're close to it. Um, so Dalvin... you. At 95K, there's reasons to fade him. You could fade him and do well, right? I mean, if you fade Dalvin and then Derrick Henry outscores him, which is absolutely possible, um, and you play Henry, you're, you're ahead of the field there. So I think, you know, getting to Dalvin is not hard, but getting to Dalvin and stacking an expensive stack is a little bit hard if you're bring, unless your bring back is super-duper cheap. Um, but I think there aren't going to be a whole lot of teams that I build that aren't going to have a Viking in it. Um, you know, if, if I'm fading Dalvin, I, I, I think I have to lean into Jefferson and, 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 and sort of vice versa. I mean, Minnesota is going to score points here. They're going to do well. They're going to be efficient. The question is, are they going to throw much? I mean, they could throw as few as like 15 times in this game. Okay. Uh, moving down to Cardinals Patriots, um, there's a lot that we need to discuss here. Uh, Kyler and his shoulder, Cam uh, and his style of running. Now this is a game where both quarterbacks can run, but it's also a game where smash plays, unless we see some long ones to like Isabella um, or to say Christian Kirk, both of whom I think are good good options in this game. Um, the thing I don't like about the game is both of the quarterbacks are sort of matriculators. Um, Kyler runs, but he does a lot of short passing to the sides. Cam runs a ton. Cam runs generally aren't like 70 yarders. It's 15, 9, 10, 5, and then he, and then he runs in the touchdown. So you aren't going to have a lot of speed up the game plays in this game, and you're going to have a lot of running clock, particularly on the Patriots side. So the game stacks here I think are viable, and I'm going to have some, but I'm not going to build my whole day around it, and I'm probably going to be like two game stacks for Cam and a Kyler lineup just to just to sort of cover my tail. I'm a little bit concerned that that shoulder is going to take the bomb out. Just a little bit. Just a little bit concerned. I'm not writing it off, but I'm not leaning in on it, if that makes any sense. Um, Andy Isabella at 3K. I talked about him on Wednesday uh, on the Thanksgiving show. Definitely some of you might not have heard that. So, you know, look. Um, with Fitz out, it changes things because Fitz is a, a, a slot blocker and Isabella is a slot route runner so there is some you know possibility that this thing doesn't go exactly the way we plan the upside here would be Isabella playing like 60 70 percent of the snaps and being targeted six seven eight nine times um, the downside would probably be 40 to 50 percent of the snaps four targets something like that um, either way he's probably a worthwhile shot at 3k uh, he is obviously going to need to hit at least one big play uh, to pay off because he's not a grinder so the stack I sort of like the most here is just the money-saving stack where it opens up my ability to, to do a lot of other things in other games. So you could leave the quarterbacks out of it and sort of skinny stack 
um, or skinny correlate Jacoby, who I love at 53 in this game, uh, where the slot matchup is compelling. Last week, we knew Jacoby was going to have a tough week. We didn't know the targets were going to swing so dramatically, but we knew Jacoby's matchup was tough. This week, it's not. I think he's going to go back to that 10 target area, maybe more. Uh, love him at 5,300 in conjunction with Cam or without. Um, and then that, but basically, the stack I like here is the Cam Jacoby stack, bringing back Isabella. Um, I mean, what does that really cost you? You're looking at what, um, 11, 7, 14, 7 for three players. That's pretty awesome. Um, and it, it leaves you all kinds of ability to use some really heavy-duty players in some of your other spots. Uh, and if Cam hits, um, you know, it, things could be beautiful. I mean, Cam definitely has the ability to smash here. Um, but, you know, the, the pace of this game, uh, Cam could play well and still not smash. Um, so that, that, that's pretty much it for this game. Moving down to Cleveland, Jacksonville. On the Jacksonville side, Robinson's got a great gig, but this game is so ugly, and the Browns are going to be able to load up to stop him. I mean, Mike Glennon, at quarterback for the Jags, is just such a problem. Um, now, having said that, LaVisca Chenault at 3,300 with Shark out and Conley out. Now, you could play Cole, but now with Cole, you're actually relying on a quarterback who needs to make throws. With LaVisca, they do a lot of short area throws for him. They do some rushing attempts for him. If you assume he'll get, say, three to four short area targets plus, say, two to four carries, that's eight reasonably valuable touches for a guy who is almost at the minimum. He's at 3,300. And then you've got the ability for maybe, because he will get some downfield action as well, um, I think I'd rather play LaVisca than Cole here. Uh, I don't think he's the best cheat play, but I think in GPPs, he's just worth remembering. Um, but what I really like in this game is Chubb at 71, and even more so, Hunt at 56. I think... I'm toying with the idea of having either Chubb or Hunt in most of my lineups. And what that may amount to is a lot of Hunt and some Chubb. Uh, but I really like both of these guys in this lineup. I think 40 touches between these two players, um, probably with a fairly even distribution. Um, what we like about Hunt is that he's so cheap. I mean, how can he be 56 in this game? That's, you know, in, in, in a game where maybe at some point they say, hey, Chubb's you know, he's had his touchdown, he's got his 16 touches, maybe we put him down. Um, I could see a scenario in this game where Chubb is a monster on 15 touches, and then Hunt grinds out, you know, 20 total touches because he's the one getting the action in the fourth quarter. This game just sets up for the Jaguars to crush, excuse me, for the Browns to just crush the Jaguars. Uh, moving down to Falcons-Jets, um, you know, on the Jets side, I personally wouldn't play Crowder until he's proven something. I'm not using any of the Jet running backs in DFS. I do think that Perryman um, and uh, Denzel Mims are both in play if you, you, you know, want to use them as cost savers. If you choose to run a fit stack, which, you know, I mean, a fit stack is... You know, not crazy, not crazy at all. Uh, Perryman comes in at 4,200 mims at 35. And then on the Dolphins side, I was really high on uh, Jakeem Grant. Uh, and I still think he's a, a, a nice GPP play at 3,700. Uh, but I'm, I'm more into Parker at 59 now against a defenseless Jet defense with, uh, you know, a guy like Fitz out there who loves to sling the ball. He loves to throw to Parker. And the Dolphins may not have enough bodies to really run the ball. They may have to sort of use the short passing game to close this thing out. So I think there's some compelling reasons to look at Fitz and some compelling reasons to look at Parker. Um, 
Moving down to Giants-Cincinnati, uh, there's nothing I'm willing to even consider on the Cincinnati side. I, I just They're just going to get steamrolled here, I think. Uh, I think the 19-point Vegas total is really generous, to be honest. I don't even think they get there. The Giants on the other side, I think, are in good shape. Uh, a nice matchup for them for a change. Uh, I know not a lot of people are talking about Gallman, although I know some people are. As you guys know, I've been on him all week, and I'm still on him. Love him at 5K. Yeah... They've used a little Alfred Morris. Yeah, they've used a little Deion Lewis. But Gallman has been so much better than those guys. And here's the thing about Gallman. Five touchdowns in the last four games. Mediocre rushing totals. But but consider who he's been playing against. Now, he's been getting it done for us. And the teams he's had to run against have been Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia again. That, I mean, you can't draw up four tougher running back matchups than that without going to a lot of trouble. I mean, we don't have the Rams in there. But gosh, that is a really tough run. And he's produced. Now he's going to get a matchup where the game script is totally in his favor and he's going against the Bengals. So I'm going to have a lot of Wayne Gallman in there this week. Um, I, I think Shepard is, is certainly viable in that game. Evan Ingram at 4,500 units is certainly viable in that game. Darius Slayton is viable in that game. The thing with those guys is they need the Bengals to fight back for them to smash. Gallman does not need the Bengals to fight back for them to smash. So he's the guy I'm sort of on there. Moving down uh, to the afternoon games, I'm not really touching the Saints at Denver. That game is so completely backwards ass. We'll get to the Saint defense in a second. Taysom Hill, I suppose, is an option if you want to go there, particularly in a GPP. But for me, this game is just completely unconventional. It could just be an ugly run fest for the Saints, except their 20 to nothing victory. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stay away from it in DFS. Um, San Francisco Rams, same kind of thing. I mean, there's viable plays in this game, but this game has the ability to just be flat-out ugly with the Rams running. Who knows what the Rams... I, I mean, Cam Akers, if you really want to like bet on him, maybe as a big second-half guy when they finally you know are in a situation to get a look at him, it's a little thin for me. Um, but I really like uh, the Chiefs. Um, more so, than, I don't like the Chiefs-Tampa Bay game as like a game-stacking game all that much, but I do love the Chiefs here. Highest implied point to total on the slate. Mahomes is, is expensive at 8K, but man, it's tough to see him failing here. They're not going to be able to go run heavy, and I think if they spread the ball around, they're going to be able to do a lot of damage. I like the way Kelsey shapes up in this game, because when they're throwing underneath, he's so heavily involved. So, you know, I think a Mahomes-Kelsey stack with an Antonio Brown bring, bring back, that makes a lot of sense to me. If you want to do uh, Mahomes-Tyreek instead, that makes sense. You could even go off the board if you really want to get fancy and get a Sammy Watkins involved. But I don't really feel like double-stacking this game. What I want to do is take Mahomes, put him with a player I like, bring Antonio Brown back, and then bring in some of these other players that we like in these other games. Um, and that's going to be it for the quick slate walk. We've already been here 20 minutes, and I don't want to keep you guys longer than a half hour. So let's get into some of these other things. Okay, so first up, let's talk about um, quarterback exposures. I mean, we've I think I sort of already established this, but um, I'm looking to do probably the most with Allen and Herbert. Um, then probably... Uh, Cam and Mahomes, um, and I'll probably put a Kyler team. Well, I already have one Kyler team. I'm probably going to keep that. Let me mess around with it a little bit. But th those are probably going to be the only quarterbacks I'm stacking. Certainly, you know, um, you know, Danny Dimes, uh, you know, Daniel Jones. I think Fitz is in play. Taysom Hill, if you want to get cute. Um, you know, there are other quarterbacks you could use. But my, my group is going to be Allen and Herbert, uh, Kyler and Cam and Mahomes. Um, and I, I think... 
Allen Herbert and Mahomes with the most ownership. That's that's my guess. Um, I already have lineups built with all these guys, and I'm going to be building more. Um, my running back exposure is going to be, I think, for the most part, centered around seven different running backs. Obviously, Dalvin, uh, then Derrick Henry, uh, Wayne Gallman we talked about, uh, Naeem Hines I'm liking quite a bit at 4,600, and uh, um, Hill at 4K uh, for the Falcons. The other two are Chubb and Hunt, and I keep coming back to this thing. I haven't quite figured out whether I have the guts to actually do like a small field um, Browns running back block. But I keep looking at, at Chubb and Hunt and I, I keep saying to myself, is there any way, is there any way, you know, you know, not counting injuries, that, that both of these guys could fail? It seems like either they're both going off or one of them is going off. So uh, I, I really want either Hunt or Chubb in most of my lineups. And I think I may look at some small field tournaments and try using both of them just to try something funky. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not. But the thing is, Hunt, Hunt is so cheap, right? I mean, a little quick uh, on the page math. I mean, we're looking at, to roster both of them, 12700 man that's not a lot i can still get another really good running back in there so there there's some some ways you could mess around with that the other block i'm looking at uh as we spoke of is that block with the vikings um so that's where my running backs are right now you know i definitely i think i'm going to have up to 50% exposure to dalvin maybe more i'd like to have 50% exposure to chubb um i'd like to have 50% exposure to hunt and i'd like to have 50% exposure to gallman and then mix the re the rest in i don't know if i'll actually get that um, I don't even know if those numbers work. I might be at a 150% there. I'm not sure. But I'd like to do all of that. Um, as far as receivers, I like who I'm willing to use outside of stacks. Uh, Devontae Parker at 5,900 definitely fits that bill. Um, Keenan Allen, I definitely would do it. I'm not sure if I'm going to have the money to. Uh, and I'm going to have a lot of Keenan in the stacks. So, But if, if you're not stacking that game, for example, I think Keenan's a good one-off shot. I think Jacoby at 5,300. Jacoby Myers is a good one-off shot. And Justin Jefferson, really, if I have an, a lineup that doesn't have Dalvin in it, it almost definitely will have Jefferson in it. Okay, anything else? Um, just, I mean, don't forget about raw points. I mean, the guys I look at when I'm thinking raw points on the slate, we've already talked about them, but, you know, Dalvin, Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs versus that Chargers covered three. These guys have a chance to put up monster scores. Um, let me see, what else? Uh, I, I wrote down a list of priorities. Again, these are things we've already hit, but stacking the Bills Chargers is a priority. Using that Minnesota, that three-player block of... Um, Cook, Rudolph, uh, and Jefferson. I'm going to, in some lineups, small field stuff, probably I'll be using all three. Uh, in some, I will decide to use two out of the three based on the way the lineup is coming together. Um, I want to always remember that Brian Hill's out there. I want to always remember that Wayne Gallman's out there. Uh, the Cam Jacoby stack is one I'm committed to using, um, and the Hunt or Chubb. Those are sort of my week 12 priorities that I want to remind myself of every time I make a lineup. Um, some guys who are just... Like in, you know, if you if 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 you've got all your studs in and you're like, okay, how can I mix in some lower price guys in no particular order and not in position order? Here is just a list that I wrote down as I was going through the games of guys who are week twelve values, pay down options. Um, Rudolph, twenty eight hundred at tight end. Gabe Davis at three K. Davis is probably going to play ninety percent of the snaps here. He's going to be heavily owned, but. Boy, he can help you in a lot of different ways. Brian Hill at 4K, we've talked about. Olamide Zacchaeus. Now, that that would be sort of if Julio doesn't play. 
uh, Zacchaeus is 3,800. LaVisca at 3,300 we talked about. Isabella uh, at 3K at the floor we talked about. The Jets' D, not many people are going to talk about the Jets' D, but all the way down at 2,100 against, you know, a turnover-prone quarterback. I could see some people wanting to do that. Um, Brashad Perryman at 4,200. Jakeem Grant, uh, I was going to load up on him. I'm probably going to be a little bit more conservative now that he has that hamstring thing. Uh, uh, Denzel Mims at 3,500. Richie James at 3,500. In a game that I don't love, but if we assume that Debo Samuel is going to get locked down, by Jalen Ramsey, uh, Richie James may uh, be a guy who's targeted, and he has already shown the ability to put up monster games. So he could be a GPP play at 3,500 units. Uh, Jordan Wilkins at 3K if you want to try to leverage the people who are uh, playing Naeem Hines. Uh, and then, um, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this one, but in a game that could shoot out, um, Zach Moss at 4,800 units in a GPP, I think is sort of an interesting off-the-board play that I don't think... I don't think a lot of people are going to be on. Um, you know, one more block that would be a really cheap block um, would be a Kareem Hunt, Browns, D, LaVisca, Chalot block. That would be interesting. Um, so hopefully I just gave you guys some options. Um, that's pretty much what I have here. I'm going to take most of what I just gave to you guys and turn it around and start making more of my own lineups. Um, this has been just an absolutely crazy week. And, you know, I think on weeks like this, it's always good to remember sort of our fundamental things uh, when we're playing GPPs. Um, and I didn't allude to this. I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of stacking, and that's going to dictate a lot of my wide receiver plays this week. I'm going to try to, again, do the things that help us eliminate some choices that have to be made. Let's try to, you know, put ourselves in a, in a situation where if we can be right about five teams, our team can go off, which, you know, as opposed to trying to be right about nine individual things. Um, so this is a good week to remember to stack to remember to correlate um and oh and you know what one thing i didn't do i'm sorry before we get out of here um defensively again you know i think the saints uh, are an interesting defense but you do have to pay up to get them and it's possible denver comes out and says you know what we're just going to get out of here and try not to get anybody hurt we know we're not going to win this game if denver plays conservatively it's not a you know a fait accompli uh, that the Saints defense is going to go off. So I think it's worth pointing out that you can save 600 units, go to the Giants, and you're going to get a good Giants defense against Brandon Allen. Um, and the you know the Bengals, <laughs> they really want to lose, so they may let Allen go out there and have some fun. The Giants could end up having a bigger day than the Saints. You save 600 bucks, you save 700 bucks going to uh, the Browns going up um, against Mike Glennon. So uh, there are a lot of options out there on D. Uh, you know, paying down to the Jets is another option. And I don't hate Kansas City 2,700 units um, at Tampa Bay. Uh, so those are some defenses uh, to consider. Um, so hey, we got this thing wrapped up. We're about 27 minutes in now. That's pretty good. Uh, a little bit past 10 o'clock. Hopefully I'll have this thing up by about 10.15 or so, 10.20. Um, so uh, have some fun. Remember your fundamentals. Stack. Don't worry about missing out. There's a lot of stuff you could go after on this slate. Um, I think, for me, the strength is in the 1 o'clock games. Uh, if I'm going to the afternoon games, it's going to be to get involved in Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm going to make some lineups. You guys go make some, too. Hopefully, uh, we'll be counting our money at the end of the day. We'll talk to you soon. Monday morning and it's time to go. Wet trunks and school books and sand on my toes. Do anything you can to dodge the bus stop blues. Like driving up a diddle with the burnt out fuse. Well, my best friend Kevin wants to go with you. So meet about a sugar mill after school.
My best friend Kimmy wants to go with you Meet her by the sugar mill after school We used to laugh a lot But only because we thought That everything good always would remain We used to laugh a lot But only because we thought That everything good 